0: Welcome to Creative Writing, the best podcast you're listening to right now. Unless, of course, you have two devices running and you're listening to two podcasts simultaneously. In which case, the other one is probably better. Yes, welcome to another episode of Creative Writing. I'm your host, Stanny Hoyer. And in case you're wondering... My name's really Danny Hoyer. Ha 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 got you. We're going to be talking about the things that we missed in episode two. Crash stories. An interview with somebody. see if this will do a wheelie. Oh baby. I don't know, did it wheelie? I can't tell if he's just revving the motor and being a jerkwad. Maybe it didn't, Wheelie. Really. I don't know. And frankly, I don't give a damn. All right. Well, I hope you're doing well today. I've decided from here forth, from henceforward to time in memorial... Well, that means going backwards, so not, not really. But going forward, I am no longer going to record in the middle of the night when I am sleepy, weary and have zero energy. We all know that's a lie. I'm going to probably drink lots of coffee and try to slog through some of the material that is extremely boring and pedantic and pedestrian. And that's that's what I strive to bring you is all the crummy 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 things about the motorcycle industry and the people that make it go around. Speaking of which, um the guy that invented the wheel, we'd like to thank you today. Dude, you made something round, you made something that could roll, it's better than a rock and probably not as good as a log, but we love it anyway and we would rather have that on the front of our motorcycles and on the rear of our motorcycles than a rock or a log. Good job, guy! Fucking brilliant. End of show. I should probably quit now while I'm ahead. But I've got an hour to fill and an empty brain, as usual. Damn me. Damn me to hell. All right. Quickly here, I'd like to introduce some topics that we missed in episode two. We, we missed talking about the word bikers. And are you a biker? Are you a banana? What do you like being called better? That's your choices, biker or banana. Also, we did not talk about Crash Story, my very first on-road crash, which was totally sweet, bro. And we also didn't interview anybody because, like a total asshole, I accidentally lost episode two to the garbage disposal known as computer software. Damn you, computer software. Damn you to hell. And uh, also, praise be to thee because you are now recording me. And if that's not a Dr. Susian rhyme, I don't know it is. Please excuse my heavy breathing and my sniffling throughout the show as well. Uh, you may think, oh, yes, it's that time of the year. It's kind of the end of the year. He's got a cold. But no, I'm just doing cocaine constantly here in my offices. So thank you for your understanding. And uh, please bear with me as I sniff through this entirety of this episode. All right. Well, First off, I'd like to get to the sob story of the week, which I missed last week. I didn't do a sob story. Why? Because I was recording it in a extreme state of sleep deprivation. I have two kids. Damn it. I'm allowed to never, ever sleep and never be able to think straight again. You try that shit. All right, here we go. Sob story of the week. had recorded something just the other day, My computer looked at me as if to say. You've been looking at porn all day long Watching stupid videos and recording the song And now I'm gonna eat your file, baby Gonna eat your file, baby Gonna eat your file, baby, gonna eat your file, baby. Gonna, well, It didn't actually tell me it was gonna eat my file, but I think you get the point. It it ate it. You know, it basically... Uh, quit right in the middle of a sentence and started doing the twirly wheel of death. And I'm not talking like the uh, wall of death or the wheel of death or the, the twirly wheel of death, which is an amusement ride uh, in, a, in a Ohio. It was doing the twirly rainbow wheel of death because it's a Mac. And yeah, suddenly before I knew it, my recording was gone faster than Casey Affleck in Gone Baby Gone. My recording had Nick caged me, pulled a gone in 60 seconds. That really sucked because there was no Angelina Jolie there to ride on the gear shift. Where am I going with this? I don't know. I'm just so mad about it. I'm not going to sob. I'm just going to go throw a pan out the window. <laughs> what the fuck? We don't have a window breaking sound effect. <laughs> All we got is that thing. That's horrible. Alright, nothing to set the violent tone to that sob story, like the comedy boing at the end there, of me, me throwing a pan out the window. I must have hit a rubber boot and a spring <laughs> or something. I don't know. What the hell. Anyway, it's five minutes into this podcast. Are you bored yet? I hope not. Stick around. Cocaine! Alright, let's get into this first topic. Bikers. Whether you consider yourself a biker or a motorcyclist, that's none of my damn business. But what I do know is that recently on a group that I'm part of, on an account that shall remain unnamed again, there was a discussion, a very small, worthless discussion about uh, the term biker. And it said, as motorcyclists, do you prefer the term biker or motorcyclist because of the connotations that the term biker can bring? I was hoping it would be a little bit more fleshed out than it really was. It was just a, a handful of responses, and they all said, I like motorcyclist better. Now, why do you suppose they liked motorcyclist better? Well, recently, I think I've heard on two separate podcasts, one being Front End Chatter and one being the Cafe Racer podcast, that the Oxford English Dictionary changed um, the definition of the word biker, basically from rowdy miscreant on a motorcycle to one who rides a motorcycle and maybe a rowdy miscreant, something along those lines. They changed it up just enough to make it sound like, well, biker is just someone who enjoys biking on their motorbike. And to be honest, you've got a couple terms. You've got biker, you've got cyclist, which... I think that's incorrect. You've got Motorcyclist, and you've got Banana. I don't know. What do you want to be called? You call yourself a rider, maybe. Yeah, rider is better than Banana. But anyways, I digress. I be, I, I believe the, the term biker, that so many people are emphatic about, hey, we're having a custom biker build-off or a uh, biker this biker that but then when you call someone biker it's got this it's like a pejorative it's not necessarily negative but because you think of the 1960s forward hell's angels as bikers or biker gangs or in the 70s and 80s every dang movie that was made that had the word biker in it was about 1 percenters now bikers aren't necessarily 1 percenters and to be honest i don't think you even have to be a one percenter to be a biker. I think there's some one percenters out there that have never, you know, maybe he'll never even rode a bicycle. I don't know. Regardless, the term, when you hear the term biker, you usually hear it in conjunction with, at least here where I live, biker shootout at Twin Palms Restaurant, no, Twin Peaks Restaurant, right? In Texas. Or a group of bikers was pulled over by the California Highway Patrol today on their road trip to the annual so-and-so and so gathering, you know, Laughlin, River Run, Meet in the Heat, whatever the hell it is. I think the media starting in the sixties with all these biker movies, they're the reason they're part of the reason the term biker has a negative connotation. Why it's a pejorative term. Go look that up, pejorative. It's a great word. Anyways. I don't really think that people, most people that ride would like being called a biker, but I think if you went to the motorcyclist build-off finals, they wouldn't, (laughs) it sounds watered down and sanitized. When you say the biker build-off finals, yeah, that sounds a lot, and and sure as hell isn't rider build-off finals, because you're not building the the person you're building the bike so the biker build off or the bike build off you know what the hell it's okay to be called a biker i guess or motorbiker i don't i think if anybody's if anybody is uh, prefers being called motorcyclist over biker they would certainly prefer being called motorbiker over biker too why is that i think you just put the word motor in there and it makes everything fine if you say I'm a motor boater. Hmm. That doesn't sound too bad. You stick your head between a woman's boobs and give it the old Gungan try. But uh, you say I'm a biker boater? No, I'm just kidding. I I had to throw biker in there somehow. No, I just think that, uh, you know, motorcyclist, rider, even motorbiker are preferential terms because of the media's portrayal of, quote, bikers. Now, I've, you know... There's there's very little to say on this biker non biker. I'm just wondering what people prefer to be called. Uh, you can email the show at Creative Writing Podcast all one long run on phrase Creative Writing Podcast at gmail dot com and let me know. Do you prefer being called a biker? Do you prefer being called a motorcyclist? Do you prefer being called a rider? Do you prefer being called Huggable Gorilla? But when I think of a biker, I think of a guy in a chrome German World War II helmet with his sleeves ripped off of his flannel shirt on a Harley that's got fishtail pipes, and it has to be a Harley. I hardly ever see any victories or Indians around here. It's terrible. All these Harleys are like the Honda of motorcycles. American motorcycles, at least. I've seen a few Suzuki cruisers, but those guys just, they they don't dress like the Harley riders. Notice I said riders. Because I don't think that they are all bikers. Yes. Truth be told, even I, even I associate the word biker with a slightly negative connotation. I want you to think about that for a while, kids pejorative terms words that mean nothing until for generation after generation you associate them with something negative and in this case I think the media Hollywood those bastard liars they've made the word biker a bad word now I'm going to go ahead and have our producer key up a couple of uh movies here. Could you get a couple up on the screen here? Alright, he's got a couple of movies. Uh, just typed in biker movies into Google. Let's read some of these and I'm only going to read the ones from the late 60s to early 70s. I'm going to leave out ones like Hell Ride which was a contemporary kind of parody of a biker movie. Beyond the Law that's a 1993 classic starring our Recently, HIV-stricken brother Charlie Sheen. You know, there's there were some movies out there that are recent. The uh, Wild Hogs. Ooh, I bet that I bet that one's a real barn burner. All right, so here we go. Let's listen to some of these titles, and you tell me what the media thinks of bikers. And I've watched a few of these. They portray them as drug-addled idiots. And hell, I grew down. I grew down up the street. No, no, I grew up down the street. From the uh, president of the local chapters of the Hells Angels house. And I have to say, there was a few cuckoo, drug-addled, kind of young fellas there all the time. Smelled of paint thinner and wore flamed shoes. Yeah, those kids, those kids were kind of out of the loop. They were the noobs. They were probably doing the shit nobody else wanted to do. But the big boys... They had their shit together. I mean, they partied and they had naked titties all over the house all the time. And the paraphernalia, these guys could afford some really strange shit. So you had phones that looked like high-heeled shoes, beer cans, fucking underwear, all this crazy stuff that they had just because they they were pretty affluent because of their activities. Let's just put it that way. The 1980s were a bad time where I lived in the rural communities. SoCal. Anyway, let's get back to these. I'm just saying, not all not all the people were like this. But let's see what the media says. The media says 1953, the Wild One, and I believe that was based off the Hollister Rally, maybe the Booze Fighters, something like that. Oh yeah, that's where the biker the biker image started way back. Those dudes on Triumphs in the Wild One, wearing their Little half caps, and they look like a bunch of church boys compared to some of the 70s and 80s bikers. Then we have Hells Angels on Wheels, The Wild Angels, The Born Losers, The Glory Stompers, Psychomania, Satan's Sadists, CC and Company. Now that doesn't sound too bad, CC and Company, but, you know, watch the movie. See what the uh, indictment that Hollywood had for the motorcycle lifestyle really was. Angel Unchained. Motorcycle. Run, Angel, Run. Werewolves on Wheels. Nom's Angels. The Hard Ride. Devil's Angels. Hell's Angels 69. The miniskirt mob Ooh, that that doesn't sound like such a bad mob to get caught up in, you know Unless you're a guy and they make you wear a miniskirt and you're not into that thing Then that could be troublesome The Hellcats Hells Bells Again, bells, B-E-L-L-E-S Kind of spelled uh, like it's a girl, biker gang Maybe not such a bad mob to ride on the back of one of them ladies' cycles And get caught up in that scene, you know what I mean, man? All right, let's get back to these titles. Angels from Hell. Mad Max. Now, I was, that's 1979. That's that's pushing the limits here, because most of these are late 60s, early 70s. So Mad Max, 1979, that's kind of pushing it. But I do see that, that movie was about biker gangs and the Australian rural, I wouldn't say, it's not the Outback, what was it? It was the uh, rural Australia kind of headed toward... The apocalypse of, of the road warrior. You hadn't reached that point yet. And uh, these biker gangs were terrorizing these towns. And, you know, I guess that's a biker biker movie. Biker gang movie. 1968 brings you The Savage Seven. You know, you have The Magnificent Seven. A good group of guys on meat horses. The Savage Seven. A bad group of bikers on iron horses. So meat horses good, iron horses bad apparently. The Rebel Rousers. She devils on wheels. Wild Rebels. The Angels' Wild Women. The Cycle Savages. That's a terrible movie by the way. I've seen that a couple times. Angels Hard as They Come. Chrome and Hot Leather. Now, I have to admit The cover of chrome and hot leather, you know, back in the 70s, everything was pretty much drawn unless you just had a photo still as the cover of your movie. And I got to say, chrome and hot leather is one of the better covers there is. Northville Cemetery Massacre. Now, that's 1976, and I don't, other than the guys on the front being on motorcycles, I don't know what that has to do with being bikers. I've never seen that one. Naked Angels hell's bloody devils stone the black six i actually saw that and that is that's a pretty funny one every which way but loose man that's not a biker movie but you know what i guess there is a gang in there that's portrayed as the goofy bad guys that the lovable but often wayward hero during his several uh, character conflicts runs into a biker gang Beach Blanket Bingo? Oh, no. Oh, hell no. 1965? I don't even see a motorcycle on the cover of that. I've never watched that movie because I'm not a Frankie and Annette type of guy, but I'll tell you what, I don't think that that's a biker movie whatsoever. Masters of Menace. Ooh, that's 1990. That's way too late. I'm sorry about that one. The Peace Killers. Yeah, The Peace Killers. 1971, baby. Easy Wheels. Nah, that's 1989. But these are <laughs> looking pretty good. Hell, these 80s and 90s ones, these are like uh, B movies. Because, you know, biking was not cool in the 80s and 90s. So you got to figure that most movies that came out that were motorcycle movies were uh, B in their rating. B as in bad. Godspeed, you black emperor from 1976. Return of the Rebels from 1981, Savage Dawn, The Pink Angels. Now that's another one that doesn't look like that would be that bad to get mixed up with The Pink Angels. Hell, But do you notice a theme here? If it doesn't have devil, it has angel. And if it doesn't have hell, it has some other adjective, you know, the werewolf angel or whatever the hell that one, Hell's Werewolves. So, let's see. Most of these titles have the word hell and devil or angel. And it's ironic that you could have devil and angel and both be a pejorative term because they're linked to these bikers. Hell, the pink angels? That sounds like a a Girl Scout troop. But I'll tell you what. You look at this cover of this uh, particular film, you know those pink angels were no Girl Scouts. Here's the uh, synopsis. Transvestites hop on their motorcycles and head toward Los Angeles. Well, they must be riding from San Francisco, right? <laughs> Just kidding, asshole. This movie is serious. Star Dan Haggerty. Goddamn Grizzly Adams was in this movie. Don't make fun. Respect. Then we have 1973, Psycho, Psycho and I gotta tell you, the cover of that one is a winner. I think I might have mentioned that one already, but my eyes popped when I saw it again. So I just ha- I had to mention it again. So, Igor and the Lunatics from 1985. I don't know if that's technically a biker movie. Yeah, they'll probably call anything with a motorcycle on it a biker movie. But I do have to say I've seen some really crappy ones starring... I'm going to feel like an asshole because I can't remember his name. But the guy that played Sledgehammer, oh, he was in this rad one. And I forget what it was called. But also I saw John Stamos in one where he uh, starts the Army First Motorcycle Corps. Oh, that one's a real winner. Also a 90s movie, I think. Yeah. 90s, bad times for motorcycles. Hell, I don't think there's been a great motorcycle movie made. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never seen Hell Ride. That was a 2007. I don't know if it was Quentin Tarantino, but it had a lot of the guys that he has in his movies in it, so I just assumed that it was for some reason. But yeah, let me know. Email the show. The Pink Angels. A gang of transvestites hops on their motorcycles. Maybe that's not one of the groups you want to get mixed up with. They sound like they might be tougher than tougher than you uh, give them credit for. All right, ladies and germs. So whether you consider yourself a biker or a motorcyclist, email the show creativewritingpodcast at gmail dot com. Let us know. Thanks for making it to right around the twenty three and a half minute mark of this show. And uh, when you email me, let me know your gender, too, because biker seems kind of like a sexist term to me. What do you know? A pejorative sexist term, you dirty bikers. And regarding the movies, don't send me any bullshit emails about they never made a great motorcycle movie. Because I'm talking biker movie. I'm not talking like On Any Sunday or Dust to Glory or Big Hoss and Little Falsy. None of that bullshit. I'm talking about biker movies. Well, that's enough about that. Send me your uh, opinions, information, facts, all that great stuff. And uh, let's move on to the next segment of the show. First crashes. So there you are, riding your bike down the street, going to get your hair did, maybe you're going to get lunch. Whatever you're doing, you're minding your own business. When some cager... Runs a stop sign. Balls you over. Knocks you down. Smashes your bike. Smashes your face. God damn it. You're upset. Well, baby, it's happened to the best of us. Cruising along, not paying attention, hell, that's when it's the most dangerous to be out there riding your bike. When you're in a new place, someplace you don't know, or an unfamiliar setting, you're usually... To see What does that even mean? I don't know You're usually ears and eyes Forward, you're paying attention Like your life depends on it, cause it does But when you're just cruising Having a good time You eat shit Because you weren't watching For a granny bag hauler Turning left in front of you That's right, or that guy that blew the stop sign Or, you know, Mr. I didn't check right Before I turned left Or whatever, who... Who gives a shit? My point is, we've all been there. We've all eaten it once. You gotta get it out of the way. You know what I mean? Pays to get it out of the way and done with so that we can learn and move on. Well, I'm gonna tell you a little story about the first time I ate pavement. I'm gonna tell you a story about the first time I crashed. The first time my skin met the asphalt. That's right. That's right. You're going to hear my first crash story. And it's stupid. They all are. They always are. Here goes. My friends and I were riding one night down to the beach. I had just finished my riding course, my first riding course. I think it was a two or three week weekend uh, ride safe course and... It was within my first year of riding. It was at night on a slightly wet road over some railroad tracks. It had all the hallmarks of your first crash. I was on an unfamiliar stretch of road coming downhill on a friend's bike. We were making a 90-degree turn. Coming down the hill, there was a stoplight. It was turning yellow, so I gassed it. My friends gassed it. We gunned it across some wet railroad tracks. That's right. Didn't I just learn in my rider course that you're supposed to slow down over the railroad tracks? Well, I didn't. Hell no. I shot straight over those babies going downhill into a 90 degree corner like Kent Schwantz trying to wrap up my final victory on the racetrack. Yes, what an idiot. Not only that, but it was wet. Sprinklers were running. The water was going downhill right over the tracks and into the intersection. What was I thinking? Anyway, my friend made the turn in front of me. My other friend was next to me. I look over at him, and he makes the turn. And then I I look forward, and I'm not turning. Holy shit, there's a fence in front of me, and a curb, and a sidewalk, and a freeway, for fuck's sake. What was I thinking? Yes, this fence ran under the freeway. There was a, a dirt field and if I didn't turn I was gonna plough right through the fence into the dirt and if I kept going I'd eventually end up on the freeway. I didn't want to do that. So I started to turn. Only I didn't counter steer because I was in panic mode. I was trying to slow down because just a second before I wasn't thinking about the turn. I was thinking about making that fucking light, that yellow light, and I didn't pop a wheelie through the intersection or anything, but I did speed up downhill over some railroad tracks, which was the dumb thing, because in my mind I'm thinking, I can't start to put the brakes on here and all this water, or on these tracks, I'm going to lose it. What I didn't think about was that an intersection isn't 500 feet long, there's no runoff on an intersection, especially this, this intersection was a T. So that's why I was heading toward a fence and the sidewalk. Yes, I was heading toward the end of that T. So, basically, my mind was still in the avoidance of the water and railroad tracks and making the yellow yellow before it turned red. And, I wasn't paying attention to where I was going to be in about a half a fucking second. And that was my first mistake. So I didn't counter steer. I started to brake when I realized I was probably going to ride up on the sidewalk, making this 90 degree turn in an 80 80 degree increment. Well, I did the only thing a new rider at night on a wet road could do. I grabbed a handful of front brake. Hell, even grabbing the rear could have made me like slide out kind of cool maybe. Maybe if I was leaned over far enough and I didn't lock it up for too long, I might have got like a little whoop, little whip, like a little beginning of a high low side turning into a high side. Hell, maybe I would have high sided and that would have sucked. But what did I do? Well, I didn't counter steer. I did like a low speed steer, like directly into the turn. And when I grabbed the front brake, all that made it do was lock up the front and it dumped in the direction that you're riding. It's basically why you don't grab the front brake on dirt. That's why you counter-steer. And that's why, when you panic brake, bad things happen. You always need to know what's coming up ahead of you, and sure as hell seemed like I didn't. What an idiot. Anyway, that was within my first year of riding. It wasn't within a mile of home, but, you know, it met most of the statistics. Luckily, I wasn't stupid enough to be in a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops. It wasn't a chilly night, but I think it was probably heading toward autumn. And in San Diego, that can get a little cool. So luckily, I had pants on. First thing I learned in my rider course, always wear pants. Second thing I learned in my rider course, always wear your over-the-heel boot. So what did I have on? Some fucking Bates float That's right, I had on patent leather low-top dress shoes for the Marines. Luckily, I did have my leather jacket on, though, and a pair of Dickies, and I'll tell you, canvas doesn't do shit when you fall on asphalt. I tore a hole in my leg. Somehow the bike ended up on the sidewalk while I slid through the dirty gutter. The wet, dirty gutter of the San Diego. Now, it was my friend's bike, and I felt horrible. So I got up and kicked the wall. Yeah, that's the first thing I did. I kicked the fucking wall. So now, not only was my shoulder hurt and my knee bloody, I almost broke my goddamn foot. Don't ever kick anything when you first get up from an accident. And if you're fortunate enough to go down in a corner like I did and kind of slide it out, thank your lucky stars. If you have somebody turn left in front of you and all of a sudden you find out that you're the greatest American superhero and you're not that good at flying, then, well, my friend, I pity you. I've Duke boys did across the hood before and hit my head on the ground, and obviously I had a helmet on. I'm here here to talk to you today. But I can't emphasize enough how much thinking about where you're going to be going and always looking ahead is so very important. My first crash was very embarrassing. I wrecked my friend's bike up a little bit. Luckily, not too bad. We finished the ride, and like a true gentleman, he didn't make me pay for the repairs, even though I should have. I would later go on to wreck another one of his bikes. So that guy, hey, props, bro. I probably owe you like $1,000 at least in parts. But what I'm saying is that it's happened to everyone, and it usually happens within your first year of riding, so they say. However, I know that a lot of accidents also happen later in your riding career when you get lax, when you're confident, when you take things for granted, when you're cruising along and you're converse with your flannel shirt on and, and your sweet American eagle outfitter jeans on and some jerkwad decides to... Inch over a little bit and tap you on the handlebars and down you go sliding. Now you're going to be wearing leather for the rest of your life. A leather skin graft from your ass. But you know, I have plenty of friends who didn't crash in the beginning. They were very cautious. They don't crash... In foreign cities, they don't crash when they're on the road going to a new place. Why? Because they're alert. They're looking out for things. They're wondering where the hell they're going. What's going... What is coming up? I need to be aware of this because I don't know where I am. But when you're cruising around your own hometown or a really familiar road, guess what happens? You think, oh, shit, I know this corner. I've gone through this corner 20,000 times. There's no way a rock could be... No, rock! That's right. There's a rock in it this time or a... Rains have caused gravel to come down on the road or a little bit of sand. You don't know. Hell, I almost looped it getting on the freeway the other day because the same on-ramp I've taken 347 times had dirt from some truck spilling it out on there. And I didn't see it because I was looking way ahead on the on-ramp. And right in the very corner getting on is where it was hiding. So it's true I was looking ahead but I didn't catch what was right underneath me that time. And that's because I had taken that corner so many times, getting on the on-ramp there, that why the hell would I be looking? I had a good friend who crashed into his wife, or the other way around, actually. Were they geared up? No. Were they both wearing flip-flops? Yes. Was he wearing shorts and she in a pretty little sundress? Yes. He was on his bike and she was on a scooter, both in flip-flops, no jackets, just a helmet. That's all they had, helmet. I don't even think they had gloves. Why were they dressed like this, riding motorbikes and scooters? Well, they were just going to go three or four blocks down to get a cup of coffee together. What turned out as a cute little ride down to the cafe, five blocks away maybe, Turned into horrendous accident skin grafts for her but not for him even though he fell onto her let me let me let me lay this out how this happened they're riding down the street staggered as usual how you're supposed to be I don't know if they were one second behind you know the leader a second ahead of the follower or whatever they tell you to be. But they were riding staggered, and as they're riding down the road, he looked over his right shoulder to see if she was back there. Well, she was on his left. I think he slightly drifted, and she panicked. They ran into each other. She slid off her scooter and went sliding down the street. Well, as the scooter hit him, he fell over, trapped on the scooter, between his bike and the scooter on the ground, his leg pinned on the exhaust pipe burning so she suffered trauma to I think her arms and her legs and her foot was really bad for a while she didn't want to be seen in public guys so I don't know if her face got scratches too all I know is that I think they were both in open face helmets and I'm sure they paid the price for that but they definitely paid the price for being in shorts flip-flops and she in a sundress even at 20 miles an hour, that's got to hurt. But I think they were doing a little faster than that. Now, when you fall on a bike, that's bad enough. And when a bike falls over on you, hell, that's bad too. But when you fall over on a bike and your own bike is pinning you against it with the hot exhaust against your leg, that's a double whammy, baby. We're talking Painesville, mama. Hospital City. I had to go back later that day and get the scooter from a house where they had stashed it. The resident there was nice enough after the accident to let him keep it there, so I went down the next day and got it and rode it back, and it wasn't completely tore up. I mean, it drove, but it was a little bent. So it wasn't just a little tip over. It was a fall. Hard fall. To relate this to others, I just read a report not too long ago about the Coast Guard. You know, when the Coast Guard is on missions combat or otherwise patrol missions and training missions there are almost no deaths the deaths happen when they're on routine flights from base to base sometimes they hit a wire sometimes they go down in the sea sometimes they're waving at citizens below whose job it is to serve and protect and as they're waving and enjoying their interaction with these people they hit a power line or a phone line. Sometimes they hit a landform. And for you on the ground, while it's true that riding a motorcycle is the closest you can come to flying three feet off the ground, be careful out there. I don't want you to hit power lines or landforms or any of the hundreds of thousands of obstacles we have to face at ground level. You don't have to crash in your first year. You don't have to crash in your fifth year. It's not if you crash, it's when. It's coming. I hope that you're not cocky. And I hope that you're not arrogant enough to think that you are crash-proof. Eventually, you'll want to push your limits. And that's when bad things can happen. Eventually... You won't be aware Because you're in very familiar territory And that's also when bad things can happen So take it from me An asshole who crashed Doing something very stupid Always be aware And ride like your life depends on it I know the host in episode one Got a little preachy about Wearing gear And all I'm saying is Hey Don't dress for the ride Dress for the fall Because you never know when it's going to happen. Mine happened to me on a cold, dark night in San Diego. On a Royal Enfield, Bullet 65. Peace, bitches! Alright, time to break away from all the somber mood of death and dying and crashing. Let's get back to this reboot of episode two. Let's get to a segment that we lost and then didn't end up talking about in in the uh, episode that we recorded called episode number two. This is so confusing. You guys need to really straighten this out. Now, I'm not talking to you, the listener. I'm talking over here to our ugly ass-faced producer. All right. Well, they didn't do an interview... They did an interview in the first episode two that was lost to the the woes of technology. They didn't do an, an interview in the second episode two that they recorded. So we're deferring it here to episode three. All right, let's get to this interview. I'm sick of looking at myself in this mirror. So we're going to take care of some unfinished business from... Oh God, how does this work? From two episode twos ago, we had an interview lined up with the motorcycle builder and cafe enthusiast. And now we're going to go to an alternate interview since that one's lost. I'd like to introduce our first guest. Well, I'll have her introduce herself and I'll translate. She's got a bit of an accident, so take it away. State your name, please. So, her name is Bella, and last name? All right, I I don't know how to translate in human. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Okay. So, Bella, I'm going to pull up some of the show notes from episode two, and we'll rehash a couple of dead horses. You know, we'll keep on flogging those babies. And you give me your input. So, one of the topics that the host, I think it was Branson... Uh, covered was brown seats uh what is your opinion on brown seats (coughs) oh i had no idea dogs were colorblind so you don't really care well let me tell you a little bit about it it's this new hipster trend of having brown seats and uh they're not necessarily leather they're just brown and i see it on every bike and uh I mean, you know, it's ubiquitous. It's like, uh, I think the last host said, it's like handlebars now. Hell, uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I've never interviewed a dog before. Please excuse me. <coughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You're so gracious and kind to be understanding. So yeah, anyway, the, the brown seed, uh, since you can't see color, I won't bother asking, but what about Taste. I don't know if they're leather. Yeah, even the synthetic ones, I'm assuming, you know, they taste different than leather. But yeah, let's talk about... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I've never licked one, but I've sniffed one. They they do age. You leave them out in the sun, the leather ones. So let's talk about the other hipster trend of bikinis. You seen this yet? And what did you think? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I saw an ad from... Uh, Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it was BMW. Yeah, the one in the pool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the girl was jumping in the pool in 2015. She jumps out of the pool in 2016. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't like pools. You get it wet? Oh, the shedding problem. I see. Well, anyway, they're in their bikinis... And yeah, basically, aside from the hipster trend of the brown seat thing, the bikini thing in every advertisement was getting a little bit out of hand, too. Ducati is just like rampant. Kids out camping, girls riding in their bikinis. It's pretty funny. What do you you think about that? Oh, I never really thought about that. The dogs have 10 boobies and it'd be really hard to find a bikini unless you had one specially made for you. Well, yeah, you know, my whole thought is whatever, whatever floats this new generation's boat. You know, I kind of want to go a different direction with this because uh, I, you know, being a canine, my question is, what is your thoughts about uh, sidecars? Oh, that's great. So for all of our human listeners, apparently they love it. I've never heard that we have the phrase knees in the breeze for humans i've never heard the wind through your whiskers that's a good one i'm really liking that so there was a racer back in the 70s a desert racer that used to take his dog on his tank with him uh do are you familiar with that guy oh great yeah his name was john john mccown oh wow you're like an aficionado yeah cookie did you know her a little before your time, huh? Yeah. Well yeah. I yeah, I forgot his name. Thanks for helping me out. Yeah, John McCown, his Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his Wonder Dog cookie. And they would race uh desert races together. She'd ride on the tank. And uh, I think that's pretty amazing. Um have you ever done anything similar to that in your life or your career? Oh. Well, you wanna try? Yeah? In the future? Uh-huh. And then... Oh, like a towel or something to hold on to? Yeah, that seems pretty practical. Yeah, he didn't have a seat. I think she just sat on the gas tank and held onto the bars or something. Uh, I, I've only seen pictures of them. I never got to see them race, but I imagine they were like... Uh, Oh, gosh, 1980-something, I think, is when when he used to race. And um, I forget the group that they were part of. No, I think he was around in the 70s. And I forget the motorcycle club that he was in. Do you, uh, do you know it? Oh, the Invaders. Oh, you are so smart. Well, hey, Bella, thanks for the time today. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? Okay. All right, well, I'll tell everybody... Uh you know Bella says to ride safe if you have an animal they prefer sidecars they like to get the wind in their whiskers as she said and uh go and support your local pound or local shelter and uh, adopt a shelter dog I've only known Bella for about a month but she seems like a pretty cool cat <laughs> sorry to say that about a dog is is that cool is that is that like a bad thing to say to a dog <laughs> Oh, well, goodness gracious. I never knew there were so many rules of etiquette in the animal world. I'll remember that next time I see a parrot. Would you uh, like to sign off? (coughs) Yes, I think I'm also going to call it quits. Thank you for hanging around, Bella, to chat with us here at the end of the show. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Creative Writing. I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to the the producer, and uh, we're going to sign off. Y'all have a good Thanksgiving. This is the producer, and we hope you've enjoyed another episode of Creative Writing. Before we apologize to the people we mentioned on the show, we would like to ask, uh, is the term biker an American phenomenon? Is that a common word for motorcyclists across the pond? If you happen to catch this or hear this episode, let us know. Give us an email at creative... Writing podcast at gmail.com. Also, in light of our crash story, we support MotoFam. MotoFam is a 501c3 organization that's committed to helping riders after they've had an accident. A lot of times, people don't have insurance or the financial backing that they need to pay their medical bills. And one of the riders that was injured recently, his name was Brandon. It's on the MotoFam page. His face was crushed. And we're not, personally, I'm not a big fan of open face helmets. And this is why. But he had a helmet and the handlebars made it through. The visor was uh, missing. So please be careful. Also, I can't believe we interviewed a dog. Alright, we need to apologize to some people because we mentioned quite a few people in this episode The first one being the dude who invented the wheel Our host Danny Hoyer said Stenny Hoyer in the beginning so we'd like to apologize to him for mentioning his name We'd like to apologize to any biker movie and say we're sorry to Hollywood Not sorry you made them, just sorry we made fun of them We mentioned Harley and Suzuki and Triumph and Royal Enfield. We've only crashed one of those, but we've also crashed a Honda V65 and a Trail 70. And we're sorry. You know what? We're sorry to anybody that likes to be called a biker or a motorcyclist or a rider or a banana. Sorry for Charlie Sheen and our prayers go out to you, buddy, with your recent HIV diagnosis. We're sorry we mentioned the San Diego chapter of Hell's Angels. We're sorry we went and mentioned the Twin Peaks restaurant in Texas. We also mentioned Quentin Tarantino. We love his movies. Sorry we mentioned you, bro. We're sorry to mention SoCal. We mentioned Naked Titties. We're sorry we said that, but we're not sorry we've seen Naked Titties. We're sorry we mentioned Hollister and the Booze Fighters. We're sorry we mentioned John Stamos. We're very sorry we mentioned the Coast Guards. And we love all of our armed services. We're sorry to our bro that we owe a $1,000 in parts. We'll make it up to you someday, dude. You'll be on the show. We're sorry to San Diego... We're sorry to San Diego. (laughs) We're sorry to Converse. We're sorry for mentioning American Eagle Outfitters. And most of all, we're sorry we interviewed a dog named Bella. We're sorry to you, the listener. Have a good one. Catch you on the flip side. I'm going to go get on my scooter and hit the road. (laughs) What the fuck was I even saying? We were turning a 90 degree corner. They were full grown. The first time my skin met the scar Uh, grinder. Oh, that's not what I'm going to call the road. Morganandstearns.com. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, that's a joke. Don't email them. Torque, 2004 starring martin henderson and ice cube matt shoals and jamie presley must have been a winner i don't see that on her resume but i'm gonna guess that it was a piece of shit uh all the makings of your hallmark first crash it had all the benchmarks and inversely not all one percenters are bikers that's right We've all done it before. The Wonder Bra.